Hello, hello. Welcome to Leslie and Lily, the podcast where we help new business owners navigate the world of digital marketing. So that is everything from social media, inbound and outbound marketing. Our episode today is going to center on the power of no. So my number one tip for business owners and for people in their personal life is learning when to put a well-placed no into an offer that is given. So as a business owner, you will have many requests for meetings and collaborations, partnerships, etc. But I have learned that saying no to about 90% of these, and yes, 90%, When you do that, you're able to focus on things that will get you closer to reaching your business goals. And when you leave the rest alone, you will able to reach those goals much, much quicker. I have a story for you guys. So I recently had a chat with an overwhelmed coworker. She was new to the company and she felt pulled in many directions. Because the company I worked for was small, it seems like many of us are forced to be in multiple departments and to keep on top of urgent tasks, many of us are pulled in many different directions. I know that you guys can understand that. I mean, mothers definitely understand that. While this is good for added skills to your resume, it can be detrimental to your mental health long-term. And especially now with everything that's going on with the world with COVID and all of the politics that are happening, everyone is already on edge and feeling stressed out. And when you go to your job and when you have to be in multiple departments and you're trying to stay on top of your task, but now you have to do everybody else's, it can feel like a lot because it is. So our conversation started simply enough. I asked her, do you have any plans for the weekend? And she looked at me really sadly and said, I'm working on Saturday. And it was amazing because in that moment, just with the look on her face and the feelings that she was radiating, I felt as though I was looking at a younger version of myself. That was the version of me that was desperate to do my job well, no matter what. That was the version that always said yes to task and overtime and thinking it would show the company my loyalty. That was a version of myself that was starting to become jaded and very, very tired the more that I gave and gave and gave to a company, but didn't see any of that giving in return. So when I looked at my coworker, I took a breath and I gave her the advice that I would read about in books but never took seriously until I hit my 30s. I said, you know, saying no is also an option, right? You don't have to continue to work 10 and 11 hour days and give up your weekend as well. Now, She looked at me like I was an alien, like, um, I don't think you understand how this works. I am new here. I just got off of my 90 day probation. I can't say no. I haven't even been here a year yet, but she heard me out. I continued with saying no 
is a powerful word. It shows people that your time is valuable. For example, if someone from a different department that you've been helping out that isn't your boss is telling you to give up your Saturdays to do their work, you're allowed to say no. Or if you have put in a 60-hour work week and your boss is asking you to work on the weekend too, you can say no. Saying no to overwork and stress allows you to be a better employee and thus make this company more money. Now for you as a business owner, you might be thinking, that's great, but my employees get to go home while I'm still working. Or I don't even have employees yet. It's just me. And I have to deal with my family. I have these kids. No one is in school. I am the one who is running this household. And I can't just say no to screaming children who need their food. That is correct. No one is telling you to have your family starve. But maybe you can say no to something. Whether that is, no, I'm not going to cook tonight, but I will order a pizza. I will give myself that time to just breathe. No, I will not be the only person in the house that will cook and clean all the time. I will put some of this responsibility on the other members of the house because we are a family. No, I will not take that extra offer even though it sounds good because I need to spend time with my family. No's come in so many different forms and ways and you really need to be in tune to yourself and your situation to know which one is right for you. That doesn't mean that you're saying no, 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 no all the time. I'm talking about a well-placed no. Some people may feel that the advice that I'm giving you or even the advice that I gave my coworker is terrible advice to give a new employee. They feel saying no is selfish or it will get you fired or overlooked for a promotion. Some people feel that saying no means that you're saying no to a great opportunity even if you truly do not have the time for it, which means that I may never get this opportunity again and now my career is over and I'm just trying to get this business off the ground. Maybe you guys feel like that, but I don't. I feel and I have found that a well-placed no will grant more recognition and promotions than all of the yeses that you have been giving. Now hear me out. I'm living proof of this, okay? So... I was able to grow from an administrative assistant into a marketing manager, the senior marketing manager, in less than three years at the company I work for. And I did this by working hard for my company and saying no when I couldn't do a task. I suddenly let people know that my time was precious and I was not available 24-7 or most weekends to work. I simply said, no, I can't do that. I'm sorry, I have other plans. Um, I'm sorry, but I can't do that, that this weekend because I can't. <laughs> you don't always have to give an explanation for your no. Now, like you... 
in the beginning, I was afraid. I was like, I cannot say no to my boss. I can't do that because I'm trying to make a good impression here. But I remembered that the job that I had before, where I always said yes, 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 did not give me the promotions that I asked for, even though I worked very hard for them. It didn't give me more money, even though I did so much overtime. What it did was show the higher ups that I was willing to work very hard for very, very little, and I was saying that it was okay. And I want you as a business owner or you as an employee to just think about that for a moment. Businesses make partnerships with employees. The employees are working to help build the dream. And if you are going through something, if you're having just a mentally tough day or week, or I mean, all of us are having a mentally tough year, it's okay for you to say no. It's okay for you to say, hey, I can't come into work today because I need a mental day, mental health day for myself. That's okay. And if you feel like you can't do that because you've been saying yes so much and you think that, oh man, they're going to yell at me, they'll get over it. They really will. Because the truth is, if you decided to quit today, you would be replaced tomorrow. So you better start thinking about what you can say yes to instead um, instead of you should think about what you're saying yes to and what you need to say no to. So with my company, what I did is I nurtured relationships within the company, mainly with the managers and eventually with the CEO himself. I continued my education with online courses, free and paid ones. And when the opportunity opened to show my skills in marketing, I let myself shine. And because of that, I was able to get the position that I now have. On top of that, I'm also starting my own company. And I am able to do that because of all of the skills that I have here. It was only recently that I realized that hard work alone was not the secret to my success. Saying no was. By focusing on my end goal of marketing, I made myself available for those tasks. If I continued to help in multiple departments, that help would be seen as my job and I wouldn't have been able to take the opportunities afforded to me in the marketing department. Those opportunities led me to becoming the new marketing manager earlier this year. I am the senior marketing manager. What? Dreams come true. And so, as I said before, my number one tip in both your business and in your personal life is learning how to put a well-placed no in your conversation, in your vocabulary, instead of always being a yes woman or a yes man.
Thank you for joining us today on Leslie and Lily. My name is Leslie, owner of Lily Rose DMA. You can find me at www.lilyrosedma.com. Tune in next week where we have more advice for new business owners on how they can grow their business in the digital sphere. Talk soon. Welcome to Leslie and Lily, a marketing podcast to help new business owners market themselves in the digital sphere. I'm Leslie, owner of Lily Rose DMA. Welcome back to the show. Today we're going to talk about self-care for the business owner. Now, I understand that mental health and self-care, these have been buzzwords over the last two to five years and really have gained a lot of popularity in the last two years. And when it comes to having self-care for business, a lot of business owners don't even know that they need it. What is self-care? Self-care is the practice of... What is self-care? Self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve one's health or taking an active role in preserving one's health. Why is this important for a business owner? Well, most of my listeners are new to being business owners. And as a business owner, you know that you wear so many hats. You are your own manager. You are your own marketer. You are your own administrative assistant. You are doing everything. And many of us still have a 9-to-5 job while we are building up our own business on the side. Not to mention that you still have family responsibilities, and it can be a bit much. And to add insult to injury, 2020 happened and just slapped everybody in the face. And so there's so many more things to be stressed about. This is exactly why we are having today's episode. So what exactly can we do to have more self-care and be more mindful um, as a business owner, as well as why do we even need this to be a business owner? The first thing we're going to talk about today is asking for help and delegating. As a business owner, you wear many hats, but you realize pretty quickly that you can't do it all yourself, even though I know some of us try to. Remember that you hired savvy people who are dying for the chance for you just to leave them alone and trust them and let them do their job. You remember that you hired people who are knowledgeable And they just want you to leave them alone and let them do their job. We understand that your business is your baby, but their job is their baby too. They want to do a good job. They want to be good employees for the company. So some of you out there might need to just step back a little bit and allow people to do the job that you hired them for. Now, what about my other people who are like, um, I'm doing absolutely everything. I have no money, not at all, to help to, I have no money, not at all, to hire anyone. 
Well, you might actually be able to hire people. Sites like Fiverr and Upwork, um, even if you go on Craigslist, there are always people who are looking to make maybe $10 an hour for some extra work, especially now since many people have been laid off from their jobs. Sit down and really look at the things that are just taking your time that they're not hard tasks, they're just menial tasks and see if you can delegate them to someone else. See if, if, see, see if this month you are able to maybe give that task to someone else. Believe me, your mental health will be, you will be much happier after you allow somebody else to take the lead. The second thing you need to think about is saying no more often. As I said last week, my number one tip for anybody is a well-placed no will get you further along in your life and your career than you imagine. As a business owner, you will have many requests for meetings, collaborations, partnerships, etc. And I advise people to say no to 70 to 90% of these. Yes, 70 to 90%. Why? Because the majority of these requests sent to you will distract you from your business goals. Remember, we must have smart business goals. A lot of people are thinking, especially as a new business owner, what if I lose out on an opportunity? Or they're worried about hurting someone's feelings or losing business one day. But I believe that you can redirect that person to an associate, a website, a podcast, or a book that does have the answers that they might be seeking. And you just need to focus on the things that by saying no in this moment, you're actually saying yes to your career later on. If you're worried about hurting someone's feelings, you can always redirect that person to an associate, a website, a podcast, or a book that might have the answers they're seeking. But you won't physically be there to give them the answers all the time. Remember, you're building up your business, you're building up your brand, and you only have so much mental space to help you do those things. Another thing that... Now, most of us are working from home because of COVID. And that can be a blessing and a curse. It can be a curse when you have a house full of kids and everyone is at home and you're just trying to find a quiet space. But it can also be a blessing because you don't have to actually get dressed in the morning and you can just be in your PJs. But my advice would be to actually shower and get dressed in the morning. Since more and more businesses are conducting business from home, being at home can be rewarding, but it can also dampen your motivation to actually get work done. You'd be surprised that doing something as simple as recreating the same routine you had pre-COVID, i.e. going to sleep on time, getting up early to shower, shave, do your hair and makeup, just doing those things will help you overall. Be sure to try to take me time for yourself every day. Me time is extremely beneficial for yourself and your business. Me time can be a bubble bath or you plop down in front of a video game. 
It can be your first cup of coffee in the morning. Just allow yourself time to relax and reset so you can hear your own mind and take on the task of your business. Self-care doesn't have to be this flowery, I'm just laying down all day doing nothing. Self-care can also be going out for a run. It can be putting your business goals together, making sure that you have a true business plan. And there are multiple ways. Self-care comes in many different forms in many different ways. But the truth of the matter is a business owner needs self-care in order to think clearly and in order to make adept decisions for their business and take it to the next level. To bring... We have a guest today. Um, we're bring to further talk about this. We have Sita Hood, who is a clinical therapist and business owner and mommy and wearer of many hats, and she will tell you how self care has helped her in her business. In today's episode, we will talk about self-care for your business as well as your personal life. Our guest today is Sita Hood, a speaker, author, content creator, and licensed therapist. <music> 